Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to, I guess, a very special quote unquote, a, a mid season sure. finale quote unquote episode yeah. of uh, Glee. Glee. Aggressive. aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. And I did my best, Mr. Shu. Oh. Um, and to clarify, we are not going on, like, a break after this episode. It's just sort of no, the no. middle of the season. But also, it's a competition. But also, it's nationals. Um, so, you know. Yeah. There's a lot happening. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Yeah, we're here today to discuss uh, Season 5, Episode 11, titled City of Angels. This originally aired mm. March 11th, 2014. Wow. Yeah. Were we both in New York at that point? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Cool. Possibly. Great. That sounds very cool. likely. Awesome. I mean, this this takes place in LA mostly, it so it's irrelevant. But the city of angles, as um, they say. City of angles, both acute and those are triangles. I was about to no, go on no, all the you were right. triangles. Acute angle. Acute angle. An obtuse angle. angle. I was right going to say isosceles, though. That's I was going to say isosceles. That's why. That's why I stopped myself. I couldn't tell you. Um, so there's an equilateral and isosceles, and the other one. Equilateral isosceles. Uh, just right in. We Is know they right all triangle? enter. Is the same as the angle? Who knows? I think so. I think you're right. Ah. I think it's a right triangle. Let me text my roommate real quick. <laughs> I won't do that. Um, Please tell us triangles. I yes, could Google right it. Right really into gleeaggressive at g- gmail.com. This isn't a math podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right. Right. Neither of us were math majors. Um, so we do have a glee cap. Yes, um, an extremely so it's national cap, I will say. One of those. Totally meta glee clap. Um, glee clap. So. Glee clap aggressive. Um, it all works out. Um, by the way, my name is Ian Brodsky. If anybody's like new and has only listened to the season five episodes where I'm just like fully not saying my name, he's doing a um, bit. I'm doing a bit, but also Ian Brodsky, I, he's known for his bits. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, Glee clap. Um, it, it, nationals, but if they don't win, the club is finished. Also, a plus like throwback on remembering that like. There's a member threshold, yep. and they're not meeting it. Um, yeah, it, it it was a bit of a throwback to season mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. They probably mentioned Finn in there somewhere because he's such a part of this yeah. story, but I don't remember. We cut to Will and Sam. Um, yeah, uh, Sam is like, yeah, I haven't been myself lately. I'm sorry about that. And He does have his throwaway line where he's like, don't worry. I've Like, the medic cat being like... They don't even have enough members, and then immediately Sam's like, don't worry, I even recruited three Cheerios to come and make us in 12. I'm like, damn, Glee, dotting your T's, crossing your I's, huh? Like, something that I wonder if anybody would have noticed if they didn't, like, bring it up and then Susie pepper it away immediately. Mm. I will say, like, spoilers for later in the episode, so, (laughs) like... Zach came in as I was like halfway through me watching this and like they were about to perform and he was literally like who's that random girl 
who's just in the shot. So he did clock without yeah. hearing the like explanation beforehand. He did clock that there was suddenly strangers in the Glee Club. So I was like, don't worry. Sure. Those are the three Cheerios <laughs> that it's not important. That Sam recruited to be part of the Glee Club today. Sorry to these gals, but they're nothing. They're not, they're literally bodies. Like literally bodies. Uh, justice for those bodies. Anyway, um, Will is like, no, I brought you here because we need a leader. Yes, because pass the leader torch. Pass the leader torch. Um, no one had a Finn, but Finn recruited you to take his place after you after he graduated. And this was another thing where I'm like, this could have been more of a plot. Yeah, this could have been a whole arc for Sam. Yeah, because things I liked about this was like, yeah, Finn, uh, like Will, basically breaking down like, look, when when I found Finn, but Finn found you, and like, right, that's this whole thing. What I didn't like about this scene is how much Will could be like, those kids look so much like they look up to you. I'm like, how, like they're like. At Did most, I? two years younger, right? Like, at most, maybe right. three. Maybe if he's a senior and they're all freshmen, which I don't think they are, could be. I no, I think I think they're all sophomores. No, at they don't minimum. have ages, and they, even not, if they're three yeah. years apart, be, they're they're peers essentially. So basically, truly, they're like, coworkers. Sam, these these you got to do it for these kids, and then the throw in of, and also the rest of the seniors look up to you too, and they're like, "Okay, just be like Glee Club." Yeah, just say Glee Club. Literally, that's that's <laughs> that's that's like fucking everybody, right? Yeah, and so this is the guy that Will needs him to be as they get to LA because everybody loves you, which like true. <laughs> again, totally sure. Yeah, like I love Sam. Sam's great. He really but... could have like like Blaine's really talented, but he can you know, kind of be you know too much he's you know a little bit of know-it-all he's the new rachel right. so sam's the new finn and then like yes yes this sort of that could have been a great longer arc i'm not even saying it needs to last the whole season but a little bit more than like a five minute scene at the top of an episode i guess exactly i mean like midway into season five this at least could have started at the beginning of season five um yeah this is another episode where it felt like the tagline was like, Glee, we know and we're sorry. Yeah, I mean, this episode is really like an end cap of like a certain way that Glee was going to operate, you know? Because like, yeah, I think we all know what's coming, which is that like Glee changed how it was structured halfway through this season. So like it did feel right. like Glee was just trying to get to this point and do what they had to do to like get through this competition tie it up make things land where they needed to land Mm -hmm. and this was part of it um we then get burton carroll our angels heart uh truly truly my uh just nothing nothing but respect for our bosses truly um so there's a speech about how finn cared about you guys more than you'll know finn's greatest accomplishment was winning nationals now get out there and win it for finn but uh this time uh no no sad faces, no regrets, full eyes, clear hearts, can't lose, can't lose or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and they're coming. They're uh, yes. And so then we get our first song, which is like a smash cut to L.A. I don't know what the song is, but... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ian, you don't? You do know this song, and I'll tell you why you know this song. Why do I know this song, Karina? So, first of all, they start singing it, and I was like, Dan, this is the L.A. song they chose? I wish it was this other one. And then I realized I just didn't know the beginning of this song, and it is the song I know. What is it? So this song is called I Love L.A. It's originally by Randy Newman um that part's not important what's important is that this is the song 
that Chris mm-hmm. Jenner covered as her birthday song, I Love My Friends. <laughs> and there's no way you've been friends with Sarah Bolton for this long and had her not reference Chris Jenner's I Love My Friends to you. Here's the thing. I know you're right. I love my friends. She the loves pro- you. The problem is that, like... I also know it from before we knew Sarah. I knew it from The Soup. I knew it from Joel McHale making that fun also of made, it on you know, The Soup. That tracks. Did you know that she did an updated, like her kids did an updated version for like her 60th birthday or something? I did not, but thank they you. I'm covered, not going to look that up. Oh, don't worry. I'll send it to you later. That they I all figured covered, you would. And like it's an updated version where the reference, like, like in the original, she sings about lunch at Cheesecake Factory. And now in the <laughs> update, she sings about lunch at Nobu. Which is where you Ugh. can see that Chris Jenner has really ascended. Yeah, this is Chris Jenner's I Love My Friends. Um, for some reason, they're singing it about LA and not Chris Jenner. Don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that was a real miss on their part. Because I literally was sitting there and being like, wouldn't it have been hilarious if they did the Chris Jenner song? And then it literally <laughs> became the Chris Jenner song. And I was like, I never knew. I didn't realize. I mean, um, I guess they do an okay. They do a fine job with it. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's It's, it's fun. It's I fun guess. to me because I think of it as the Chris Jenner song, and that's that was the highlight of it for me is realizing that they did that, and that made me laugh. That <laughs> does not speak that... to it musically at all. It doesn't, but that makes it that much funnier, absolutely. Yes. Because like the first line is about him hating New York, and I'm like, shut up about New York, you curly bitch. But then they also hate Chicago, which is also just in like order, that was also wrong. In order to like a city, you have to hate other cities. Right. That's I guess how it works. Do you want to hear one more fun fact about Chris Jenner's I Love My Friends music video? Please. There's a quick shot of uh, O.J. Simpson in it. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that from the soup again, yes. Yeah. She loves him. <laughs> but yeah, so this is where we get like the first shot of the extra Cheerio. Yes. Um, My other thing I liked about this is the fact that they're in L.A. It means for once everyone is dressed weather appropriate. Yes. For once, think- the, the casting, like, the costume people would be like, whatever. Yeah. It's, we're finally shooting in the location that we're supposed to be in. Life is good. Life is good. This had to have been pretty easy to put together because they're yeah. already shooting on the Paramount lot. Yep. Or or whichever lot that is. Um, But yeah, there was a quick moment where I thought one of the extra bodies was Brie. But it's not, it's not. It's not. It's very much not. Like, once you see her again, you're like, okay, that's very much but not your, Brie. But your brain fills in because you're like, is this, we've seen this character before. Is this someone we're supposed to know? Is it Brie? And then you're like, no, it's literally just a random extra. Right. Yeah. Which, like, I, I was thinking about our d- discussion from last week where it could have been like, yeah, just like, Brie could have just joined the Cheerios out of nowhere. But no, she probably had a better job at this point. Yep. Anyway, um, someone famous just walked in. It's Mercedes. Can I tell you what I clocked? Tell me. So, first of all, think back to them. They're all sitting in the bus singing. They're, you know, they're dressed appropriately. Mercedes walks in. She's got a very, she's wearing, like, famous people sunglasses. It is the exact same pair of sunglasses that Unique was wearing in the previous scene. The exact same pair. And I can tell you this because they're kind of distinctive. They have, like, really weird, like, sidearms. So you were like, I was like, lazy, lazy. You could believe you it. Just like, whatever. Mm, same oh, my God. Words. I so believe I was... that. So tisk tisk to that. I'm taking wow. a point away from you, Glee. And they, and they built up so many points. Mm-hmm. Wow. Minus one point. 
for lack of attention to detail in costuming. Add it to the wiki as soon as someone makes the wiki. Please. Hey, remember Hell to the No? Um, we do learn here that a Mexican angel on Earth bought a copy of her, her CD that she was lot. selling in a parking lot, gave it to Kim, who gave it to Kanye, who gave Backwards. it to Ryan's. Sorry, you're right. Gave it to Kanye, who gave it to Kim, who gave it to Ryan Seacrest, who gave it to Sony Music. The Sony Music. Yeah, that's the Sony Music. Start our small but mighty uh, count of problematic celebrities mentioned in uh, this episode. Right. The secret Man. to the secret to Mercedes' success apparently hinges on Kanye West, which uh, did not age well. Did not age well at all. Uh, My note just has a frowny face next to his name. It does. Um, Kanye West. Hmm. So now she's uh, going to be writing for the artists on Sony's label, but after six months, she wants her own album deal with everything included. Honestly, yes, go get what you deserve, Mercedes. Yeah, for real. Um, which is immediately undercut by Will wanting to speak to the manager. Well, yes, um, but also the I fact know that's that not the point, but... Will wants to speak to the manager because... He's been accused of a really bad crime. Yes. So. Detective Sue Sylvester called in a fake tip to the FBI where a, a curly haired teacher was smuggling students. deranged kids in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sue pretended to be an LAPD cop to try to get Will arrested, which does feel like, I mean, there's no further discussion of it. So I guess it's supposed to be a one-off joke, but I was like, hey, yikes. Not a great joke, guys. Didn't love that one. Another For thing that didn't age well. Um, anyway, enter Skylar Aston as the the head of Throat Explosion. It's Ian's favorite. Skylar I do Aston. love Skylar Aston. That's that's my homie. That like we're from the same we're from the same county. We're from the same theater troupe. He um, is intrinsically linked to you in my brain forever. So I appreciate that. Like I mean, he and I never like he would be in the older group when i was in the younger group and stuff so we never actually overlapped but i did tell him that we had things in common at the spring awakening stage door and he was like that's cool tell them i say hi yeah um it's the triangle of you jenna's husband and skylar aston is just uh that venn diagram is a circle yeah yes um you're you're all holding hands and ascending to power thank you that is such a compliment jenna tell your husband I yes. know you're listening. Jenna, tell your husband. Everybody else, just believe us. Or look us yes. all up and listen to our collective music. Um, yeah. I don't know. Donate to whatever Patreon I'm going to create. I, Do anyway. something. Yeah. It's Skylar Aston, you know, from Pitch Perfect. It's or from this Frozen. Was, and this was go after way. his... He was, no, that was Jonathan Groff. He was in Frozen. His Skylar arms. Aston wasn't in Frozen. He absolutely was. Sk- was look it up arms. right now. Nope, I know who was Hans. Who was Hans? It was Santino Fontana. That's the guy. It. Oh my god, you know what I'm doing? I'm confusing. I uh, Crazy ex-girlfriend <laughs> tricked me. Honestly. Oh my god. Because point crazy ex-girlfriend. And I'm surprised this is I, our first crazy ex-girlfriend mix-up. You're right, because it absolutely, because I was like, yeah, it's the guy who plays Greg in crazy ex-girlfriend is Hans in Frozen. But you're right, because it is technically the guy who they, plays crazy ex-girlfriend. That's, the, that's why they tricked me, because I was like, the guy who plays Greg is oh Hans in Frozen. And they are both Greg. I feel like we just unlocked a government conspiracy here. We absolutely did not, but I feel like we just the like tale of two Gregs. Tale of two Gregs. Crazy ex girlfriend oh. pulled one over on me. They hoodwinked me and made me forget revision. They've had revisionist, <laughs> revisionist history on the Greg. cast of 
on the cast of Frozen. You're right. So he was never in Frozen, but he absolutely wasn't Pitch Perfect. And I think yes. this is post-Pitch Perfect. This is absolutely post-Pitch Perfect, but pre-Pitch Perfect too, which put a pin in that. Anyway, he's there. He He's supposed to be this prodigy. It's an immediate standoff between him and Sam and Blaine. Blaine who reads um, the show choir blogs. So, of course, uh, yeah. this guy's big news. He's French-Canadian, apparently. His name is Jean-Baptiste. Uh, fine. Okay. So, also, like, I didn't really think about it. Oh, wait, no, this is later. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no, what it was is um, Sam is like, hi, I'm the leader of New Directions. There's a quick t- cut to Tina, who's really got a big on. Really? Her face? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Like, when did we decide that, Sam? Oh, absolutely clock that, yes. Um, they should have held an election like they did three years ago. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Ryder knocks on Marley's door. Um, remember them? I was going to say the show remembers that other people exist. Which, like, honestly... Minus a quarter of the point, because I don't care. And also, the sh- the scene that they bring us with them is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It truly is, because he goes into Marley's hotel room. She's just sad on a bed. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm cl- I'm quitting Glee Club because I submitted okay. my songs okay. well, first to songwriting all, competitions, and nobody got back to me. Okay. Oh, well, we have to also talk about how Ryder starts this conversation, because he starts the conversation, first of all, by bringing up the fact that she didn't want to date him. Yes. But he's cool with that. And then he was like, I noticed on your Facebook page, you updated your job. It used to say singer-songwriter, and now it says undecided. Like, first of all, you are 15. So why you have anything in your job besides, like, PetSmart or whatever that you do <laughs> one day a week on the weekends? I do want to see Marley at PetSmart now, though. And the fact that, like, he noted, like, it's just so both 2014 and a fundamental misunderstanding of how teens use facebook <laughs> 100% <laughs> absolutely ju- i noticed you changed your job from singer songwriter to, to undecided you are a child which like undecided is not a job it's not a i job. guess you can technically put it but like no who's no put- who did no who did who's saying that they're undecided on a job and it's on facebook on facebook even when in 2014 you were in high school. yeah yeah, the fact that she was like, I entered a competition, heard nothing, so I guess I have to quit Glee. I'm not really following the train, your little train no. of thought. No, no, it's not it's not connected. I'm stuck in the caboose and we're not we're not connecting here. I Marley. think you're on a different train, yeah. Yeah. That makes absolutely no sense. Your position in a show choir has nothing to do with your apparently lost job as a singer songwriter. Right. But whatever. Whatever. Bye. Um and Marley's like, don't tell anyone. I'm quitting Glee Club, please. Like, fine. Um, so they sneak as a group. They all sneak onto the stage um, of the theater bef- the Can night before the competition. Talk about the fact that Artie has apparently packed with him to L.A. some sort of rig to have like two little flashlights stuck to his wheelchair so he can also have them and wheel himself in. It's like he knew. Yeah, right. It's like he was like, just in case we break into the theater. Which we've never done before, but we have broken into places, so yeah, I guess they, it is part of the course. Into theaters. That's true. Um, well, they did. Well, two of them did break into the school last week. So, yeah, so you know I, what? I'm eating my words in real time. They sneak onto the stage, but who else sneaks onto the stage? Is throat explosion? Yeah. So they come onto stage. There's the ghost light. It's pretty fun use of the ghost light as like a show yeah. choir ring around it. And Sam reveals that he has flown with them to L.A the memorial the plaque. plaque of finn as yeah. like inspiration like he's here with us um because there's a lot of like 
being sweet about Finn this episode. But then, yes. Jean Baptiste rolls up and makes a very good point, which is like, yeah, the fact that New Directions, like, everyone knows that New Directions is the returning champions who also essentially have, like, a dead member, right? Because Finn was part of the winning team last year and now he is, like, dead. In the pretty probably pretty publicly in the show choir world like yeah and on top of that the whole like marley fainting at sectionals and costing them like right. that's also that clearly made its way into the blogs so yeah there's they, they definitely have this they don't like explore it anymore but there's probably this really weird like cloud hanging over the right the collective new directions it's this interesting like paradox or whatever dichotomy of they're the one to beat, but also they are so plagued right now that they're yes. kind of the misfits again. Yes, which actually is kind of interesting, like, because there's a yeah. lot of ways that Glee has failed to make them convincingly seem like outcasts and misfits again, but this was unfortunate circumstances, but an effective way to do it. Yeah. You know what? I agree. Yeah. My note, Skylar Aston is truly playing the camp that this could yes. have been. Which, like, I loved, but unfortunately, because the show has been taking itself too seriously, like, it felt like he understood the assignment, but no one else did. Exactly. So he was out of place. I wish we had gotten, like, there would have been no, well, no, they're from India. I don't understand. State. Indian is not that close. <laughs> like, as much Skylar Aston as, like, the rival competition uh, leader as we did for, like, some early Jonathan Groff, like... Yeah. That he could have been built up. But, like, I understand Glee barely had time to deal with all of its own cast, let alone adding in a mainline Lore. villain that is Skylar Aston. Right. Could you imagine if they were just tired about it, like, from the Sky... From the Jonathan Groff, yes. from the Flash? Like, they were, like, they were we just like, we're... doing this, yeah. We've done this before. We know we repeat shit. We're not gonna do it this time. But yeah, we cut back to Tina, Sam, Bert, and Carol. Um, Which is like an odd quartet to be hanging out, but it really I guess is. you could say it's for like costuming purposes. Yeah, yeah, and good for Carol's clearly like helping sew costumes, and Bert's doing bow ties. So right, which is, I mean, great. Yeah, love that. Um, and I forget what exactly Tina says. Tina's but it's... basically just like doing typical like senior like i'm like it sucks like i can't believe this is our last thing it's gonna be like we're gonna leave and it's never like nothing wild but she is kind of she's whining a little bit i guess right she's not saying anything wildly out of pocket but it gets to like this is gonna be like the last time we do like something like this in our entire life and then carol literally it seems like without really realizing she's about to say it says like well at least, at least you, have. you have a life yeah, yeah. which like that's she's immediately what I like oh my god i can't believe i said that so like, right fair so fair and um she and she she's understandably still grieving the loss yeah. of her son and it's hard like it's hard to be there for her because this was finn's thing and yeah like she's and he's still with her um yeah, like when those kids leave McKinley, it's like basically the re- the rest of Finn is leaving too. Yeah. So that's really hard. So she can't <sighs> pretend she's not hurt. When Tina like says whatever she says that makes Carol say that, Sam goes to Bert and be like, "She she always does this." Yeah. And like later, I think even someone else who's saying the blame and 
she's like, I can't believe I was so rude. And Blaine's like, yeah, you, you just can't help it. Like, they're <laughs> so kindly rude to her. It's almost circles back around to being funny again. Like, it's like... <laughs> So justice for a teeny that she's getting the most she's ever going to do. And it's yes. always kind of her just, like, bungling social situations. So Yep. Oh, man. Which, like, awkward social Tina could have been, like, a whole thing, too. Yeah. Um, but nope. Uh, never shall we have it. Um, anyway, Bert and Carol are still angels. Um, yes. And they, the bottom line is they may or may not stay. Right. Like, it's hard to be around all these these kids joy without like really missing finn which is understandable and they yeah. burnt like an angels like we don't have to do this like <laughs> right we're adults we can do what we want if this is too hard let's go do something else like to laguna fine. beach like yeah. yeah um and then we cut to what i thought was just dumb from a logistical standpoint who agreed to have Ryder and jacob room together yeah this was dumb for all sorts of reasons First of all, why are they rooming together? Because they're currently fighting. Second of all, Ryder comes out of the bathroom wearing, yeah. like, weed-themed pajamas, it seems like, and yells at Jake, yeah. being like, why aren't you dressed? When Jake is just missing a shirt, he's lying in jeans shirtless on a bed for some reason. So, frankly, right. he's more dressed than Ryder is. Then it's, like, a lot of talk about being bros or maybe not being bros or, right. like, being with Marley or not being with Marley. It's literally, my note is blah, blah, bros. Like that, I I literally wrote blah blah. It's about Marley, and I'm gonna go eat my pizza now, and that's yeah, what I did. They're gonna team up to help Marley. Uh, here's your mention of second problematic celebrity in mentioning that they're gonna try to get her songs to CeeLo, which uh, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, problematic celeb. So yeah, it's the like we're we both liked the same girl, but that's still we can still be bros, and I, neither of which... us are dating her right now anyway. But we still want to help her, save her from herself. She's gonna quit Glee Club. I don't know. Weird, weird hero complexes. Yeah. On a a point that we've explored at least twice already. And this is like a nothing plot that Glee just seems to be doing almost out of obligation, more like to remember that this part of the cast exists more than like needing, wanting to explore it. Right. Um, Meanwhile, I I guess I prefer this over a New York plot. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was a right, it was the right move not to cut back to New York at any point in this episode. Like this is the episode tying up this season for our seniors and i guess reminding us that this new cast exists exists and and for finn as we will learn like right this is not an episode for the for new york they're gonna get plenty of time yes so <laughs> which, which i only know because we've guessed it on other podcasts yes um but i guess you it needed to pad up with a couple of extra plot points like I said, it felt it's like it felt obligated to give Ryder, Jake, and Marley something in this episode. Yeah. It just didn't have the time or investment in making it anything worthwhile. And there is a little bit of like moving their quote unquote plot along where uh, Ryder does spill the beans to Jacob about Marley quitting. So yep. they're like, oh, we gotta we gotta stop her from doing this. How do we do that? Okay, let's give the most famous person we know her songs, which is Mercedes. Yeah. So. We are to understand that they are going to give her song lyrics to Mercedes, and that's going to make everything better. Sure. Sure. Um, Finn's plaque is missing. Um, yeah, yeah, Sam I mean, rallies the—I guess I guess Throat Explosion comes and goes, and um, 
there's I thought they were gonna fight. They didn't. Sam rallies the team together. Filmed um, filmed by Will right. weirdly during that. Like he's standing in the front of the bus making his inspirational speech and Will's like sitting in a seat, like filming it on his iPhone, and I, I do not know why. I didn't felt, catch that. It Yikes. felt weird. I was like, that's a weird detail to add. Yeah. Like, why do you need that? Okay. Right. Um the but New whatever. Directions vlog. Yeah. Um then I then there was an Applebee's commercial for me, which oh, um yum. yeah, which like Karina and I one time when we were both living in New York just maybe we around were bored. this time, who knows? And maybe around this time, who knows? We just went to an Applebee's for drinks and appetizers just cuz one day. You know, you live in the greatest city in the world with like so much food and whatever and you're like, "Let's take a subway to the Bronx to go to an Applebee's instead." Right. It, it was the cheapest option. It was. Oddly enough, um we then cut to the orpheum which is the theater where this is taking place okay um there is a very typical la transportation joke about the 405 being closed as is the subway there's other pieces to that running bit as well but i don't remember them um yeah it's just like an la sucks sort of uh right like like, getting around here is hard the bus the subway's down it was about walking, you're right. Yeah. Um, the judges for this competition are Marley Matlin. That's a sort of odd joke. That is a sort of odd joke. Um, also, Jack Hay, Jack which Hay. I'll take it. Yeah. Great. We and, love that. And the most 2014 thing you could find. Oh, yeah. The lady who did Prancer Size. Which, like, I... Prancer size could have walked into the room, punched me in the face, and leave. And that's the only other way I would have thought of this until the day I died. Like, yeah, I, no. Ne- like, why? Like, good for you, Ryan Murphy, for, like, cashing in on the bit. I would have never thought about Prancer size again unless until I view this episode. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Her. Um, so, our first. Okay, competition time, y'all. It's Straight competition up. time. Let's go. Let's go. We've been looking forward to this. Yes. Um, the first group is the Amazonians from Oklahoma City who okay. are singing Vacation. I could not remember what they were called or where they were from because they were dressed like Vegas showgirls. So then I was like, are they supposed to be from Vegas or are they just supposed to be tall or I don't really know. I mean, I think it was supposed to be a little bit of all the above because they're the Amazonians, but they're from Oklahoma City but they're all like rockette looking ladies. Yeah. It's like someone invested a lot of time into a joke that Dude. didn't work and, and they didn't have like need yoga balls for some reason, but they sing um vacation. Yeah. Um It's good. Which I saw is a song I quite like. It reminds me of the Rugrats movie. Yes. Where they go yes, to Paris. Yes, it does. Um, oh fuck yes. So that's always fun. I like this song. It did it's the typical like third competition what like however many bars cut of this song right it truly was again a 16 bar cut like let's let's move this along people we don't none of you are names like right just we just need to, to show that there's more than two groups so we could have more than two groups standing up on stage when we have to call for a certain second which year. is like wild because i forgot until the very end that there's actually 16 groups at nationals like yes. it is not just the final three no like you're not like you're not going to nationals and guaranteed to place like right like, like, which makes perfect sense, yeah. but, like, I totally forgot about this, and, like, during this whole sequence, I was like, man, 
imagine like doing all that work and there's only three teams that go to nationals no, and then man. no i was wrong shu said it at the end yeah um but this was fun like it they was... had a traveling like four point kick line yeah it was um, you know fun dancing fun costumes i too like to spend vacation alone yeah it's um, all we've ever wanted had to get away yeah anyway good song yeah good song good job ladies um we then get throat explosion it starts off with Domo Arigato, Mr. Abato, and yep. I'm wondering if you and I have the same note here. Uh, probably not. Okay, well, my note is this walked so DOS Sound Machine could run in okay. Pitch Perfect. Okay, yeah, I was thinking that. I did not write that down. Um, that makes sense why you were like, it's notable that it was pre-Pitch Perfect too. Yes, um, that pin has been put back or yes. removed or whatever. We circled You're back to that You're absolutely right. Um, did Ryan Murphy... Or did a Pitch Perfect crib this from Ryan Murphy? Quite possibly. I mean, could you imagine Skylar Aston like going into like pre-production meetings on Pitch Perfect two after having like a, a guest starring arc on Glee and being like, "I got a great idea." Yeah. Or he came in and was like, "Oh man, sorry, I'm late. Had a big day rehearsing my solo and Domo Amagato, Mister Roboto," and they're like, "Write that down." Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a fine performance. Skylar Aston's a very talented singer. Yeah, very talented. Yeah, it then goes into a song that I love, which is Counting Stars by One Republic. Yep, a, a nice transition. It's not a mashup, but it is like a, a smooth transition from one into the other. And to their credit, like, this is a great song for Skylar Aston. Like, and this a is in his very bag. of the moment song, too. Like, this song yes. was so popular at the time. Yes. Uh, and it, it was it was great, but it was also, like, reminiscent of, like, the Warblers have one good dude, and they get all the solos. Like, So, okay, it's funny you say that, because, like, Zach said the same thing. Like, he was like, huh, Skylar asking it's both, too. I'm like, I mean, from a practical standpoint, it's just that Glee is not hiring any other names to perform in these things. So that's of why. Because, yeah, like, why Blaine was all of the Warblers when he was in there, and why uh, Jonathan Groff was all of... Uh, Whatever they were. I was going to say, I cannot remember that Vocal group's name. Adrenaline. Vocal Adrenaline. Thank you. Holy shit. So, like, you know why it is. Because they're not making right. an effort. Which is almost kind of why, like, the throwaway third group is almost more fun. Because it is just, like, an anonymous show choir. Totally. But at the same time, did they give a name to the girl that was doing the little mix solo in the last competition i feel like we had more solos from anonymous glee club members last time yeah you know you're probably right honestly someone has to fact check me on that but yeah like, and it might be us later who knows um <laughs> right we'll write into ourselves but yeah it would have been nice if they could have like given us one more person really show us why this is the team to beat yeah if they're building I mean, up all this lore around them being a performing arts school where all they do is performing arts 24-7, yeah. really show us that. And unfortunately, I don't think this set really did that for me. And I know that's probably a little bit by design, but... Yeah, I mean, I have a, like, quote from someone else that I'll bring up towards the end after the end. Like, Ooh. once we do... Once we, had, like, at judging when the things were made. Yes. Um, but yeah, it is, like, great to hear Skylar Aston sing two songs he sounds pretty good on. Like... Yeah, absolutely. But it is just like here's here's our famous guy we were able to here's our name we were able to get. Right. Um, I will say, the dresses, the like second outfit change dresses, are a little season two. New directions for me. I was thinking the same thing. Like a little bit, like mm, we did that two years ago. 
Because you Absolutely. even see them in one of the flashbacks later, and you're like, yeah, it's just like yeah, the same, it's... like, and especially because they're all wearing, like, knee-high black patent leather boots, presumably, because uh-huh. they had to match with From... their Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto outfits. Yes. That it really rem- is reminiscent of the of the loser-like-me outfits, and you're like, mm, yes, you better. Yes, that's what it is, yeah. Uh-huh. But whatever, there's only so many colors, I guess. Yeah. And then after that... Mm-hmm. um. We get uh, we get Sam with the new directions. Um, Bert and Carol aren't there, and right because okay. we we got a cut of them during the song vacation, packing their bags and presumably going on a vacation. Yes, apropos. But while she was like, "It's okay, they're with us in our hearts, just mm-hmm. like Finn." Carol's like, "That is horse crap, shoe or bull crap. Like either way, yeah, you can't say bullshit on Fox. No, um, you can't say bull crap. I think." Yes. Um, and so she's the one to give them the pep talk that's like, I heard voice Finn's voice in my head saying, turn around. Um, no garbage about trying your best, like doing it for fun. It's literally like, we're not here to win. We're here to make friends. We're not here to make friends. Ex- we're here to win. Yes. Well, that's like, like, that's like the ethos like that they yeah. always go into. And then it's like, no, now you're here to win. So yeah. go out there and act like it. Wipe the floor with them exactly do it for finn yeah do it for finn which is great we carol's an angel yep always is shall we talk about the new Let's directions performance song. so okay. we start off with more than a feeling yeah we do which is seems to be generally led by um which is a tina tina blaine joint it's a blina yes which is like what a wonderful collaboration very solid deserved more of it i yes. think yes I I loved this. Yes. I I mean the whole set, yes, but like I this was I was just so happy to see Tina getting her moment. Yes. This was totally like I love that there was a throwback to the don't stop believing little ba 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 vocalizations yep. that really like hit me in the uh the nostalgia. Yeah, I just wish it had a little more unique. I get why it didn't um i i think this episode made a strong really wise choice for it to be like about its seniors you know i agree with that um Um, so i i don't hate that like besides like a little bit of unique and a little bit of kitty it was really like r4 i Um, absolutely agree with that i just kind of like i just wish we got a little more unique flavor like i think it would have within like reason i think it would have just added like, like a little back layer a little, yeah that's fair like which we do get in the next couple songs but i think there was like just i think there was a little bit more they could do i think there was a little bit more they could feature her with while still absolutely focusing yeah. on the seniors um but yeah um, it's it's so good um so good and like a great like practical choice to like to set off you start yes. with blaine who's really your like one of your strongest he pairs well with tina as a female lead like it really worked Yes. Ah. Oh, this was so good. Yeah. And then the next song was Neil Diamond. Yeah. Which I didn't know that I knew this song, but the more they got into it, the right? more I was like, That's okay, what yes. always happens with this song for me is like I'm like, why do I know this song? And then I'm like, Oh, I do know this I do know this Neil Diamond song. Yes, hello, welcome. Yes. It's 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 called America. Mm-hmm. Um this one's really highlighting Artie the most with some yep. like Kitty and Sam thrown uh, in. I loved that. I love that Kitty it's got such a, a moment. Fun song, like not a thing something they would typically probably give to Artie. Right. Um 
but I think he sounds really good on this too. Yes. It's got a lot of um, fun little choreography. There's some weird salutes um, mm-hmm. because they're coming to America. It's like, the, it's clearly the middle song of the set, if you know what I mean. Right. But as the middle song of the set, it I think it's it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And then we finish it off with still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah. So we like start it. You, we see Sam like getting pumped, ready to sing. He's looking off at Mr. Shoe. Yeah. Um, and then it keeps really tight on him as he is like weaving through and starting singing this song. And then we cut over to Bert and Carol and they just punch me straight in the face because yes. Carol reveals that what we have been watching has been a tribute to Finn, even yes. though we didn't even know it. Cause she's like, Oh my God, they're singing his, this is Finn's favorite song. Ugh. We've been singing all of his favorite, all his favorite songs. songs like this. If you cry every time, like yeah, truly 100%. Because, and then, so now you're emotional because you're like, Oh my God, this has been a tribute to Finn. Like that's what they've been doing. And then they mm-hmm. cut, they start through the, throughout the whole song, which is led truly by Sam, Tina, Artie and Blaine. Yes, and chills. it's intercut with footage of of Finn, like. And one of those intercuts that I thought was really strong was Finn hugging Sam. Yes, it it really feels like they're choosing points where you're seeing kind of each person in one direction having their own memory. I'd said one direction. Yes. Yes, um, you did. Each member of the new directions <laughs> having their own memory with Finn, because we even see one with Will, like yes. watching and having his own thoughts. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> Karina's lights just went out. It's 10 p.m. It's just Karina's f- lit up face like a ghost in the dark. Spooky. Um, Spooky in the middle of still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh, Yeah, so it's... And then there's this one moment, oh my god, where uh, every other member of the Glee Club turns around and is like back to the... Like, their backs to the audience, and it's just Sam, Tina, Artie, and Blaine having yes. like singing together... Uh, acapella i think too like there's man, the that... instrumental uh backs out and it's just the four of yes. them singing with everyone else looking away and it's just like it's that, so good that shit hit me like that's one of my favorite things you can do musically it's so simple and it's classic like musically it worked oh it my god hit Sim- like, like the symbolism that... of everyone else like being not part of it and like this is their moment this is their tribute to their free club to their friend like i fucking ugh. loved it and like uh, this is already a song that i absolutely love yes. like i love this song it's such a good song and this it's is such a good song such like a meaningful beautiful cover of it it is and it's like i also fully buy that like this would be like a finn favorite yes. like to the point where like i'm surprised they hadn't done it earlier as, as yes a song that he sang. yeah yeah like all of these songs, like that's also they... the case with more than a feeling that I some I'm always yes. shocked that that wasn't a song that Finn had already sang. And then they oh, have 100%. America, which I'm like, yeah, I could have seen them doing this earlier, but right. it's the middle song of the set. Right. Um, so after this perfect song, um, we like they cut to the end and it's Sam standing in the middle of the riser and he does like a Breakfast Club fist in the air and he's holding Finn's drumsticks. Finn's drumsticks. And now I'm uh, fully sobbing, bawling. <laughs> I'm like crying in the club, crying in the um, club in business casual. Um, and then it doesn't get better because then we cut to off stage, and like everyone's excited, and Will's like, "I'm so proud of you." And he's like, "Where's Sam?" 
and like he go he's around the corner and it's just like, like he's Sam in the wings yeah sitting on a crate in the wings like tears in his eyes and he's just like i did my best mr shoe and then i'm yeah sam uh, my note is like sam in tears and he says this and i'm like me sitting here sobbing like he did yes. his best, mr shoe he, he did he really did um oh. god it's so good. This is my. It's so good. This is probably. My, I think I might have said this. This is my second favorite, like, competition performance set. Like, obviously, the Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Celine Dion, uh, season yeah. three finale where they went. Like, that kills it. That's number one. It's a winning oh, set absolutely. and it shows. But this, I think, because of like, the heart that's behind it emotionally, oh, yeah. is my second favorite. Was the Paradise by the Dashboard Light one, was that also Valerie? No. Valerie was season two. Yes. But not, like, it's, there's, not their sectionals, the regionals. Okay. Um, yeah, that, because that was. I'm just trying to remember what else was part of that. Um, I don't know. I know we're both, like, looking it up right now. Okay. Um, Sam and Quinn do i've had a time in my life that's what it was because i knew that they were part of that um and then santana sings valerie which yes uh and they tie with the warblers yes because that was when the warblers did uh hey soul sister never forget yeah never forget uh valerie is a good performance but i think that i've had the time of my life is clearly not very memorable so as like (laughs) a full right full set it's not as good whereas i think, I think I this is a you. cohesive like this is a strong unit this has the through line and yeah. it makes me cry um and so, it, yeah valerie valerie like, was awesome but didn't make us cry no this makes me cry um every tim <sighs> every tim uh so yeah it's over and then we have to go wrap up <laughs> this other the marley thing marley Which just you... being sad god knows where marley's out having a smoke break and mercedes comes up and is like one day you'll be famous for writing songs too don't give up right don't give up also don't date either of those dudes yeah just because they're they're looking out for you they care about you but you do not have to date them um right give yourself three minutes to be sad when you a song gets rejected then write another song okay yeah fine yeah um go follow your dreams reach for the stars because the stars don't have arms to reach for you and all that yeah, it's very um, it's it's a big nothing burger of like platitudes, and it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's a little like magical black friend trope, which yeah, like, and also I know it's just, not doing that on purpose, but like it just like sort of walked itself into that, and it's that's and there, that makes it a little weird. I don't weird. know why I couldn't block this thought out of like Mercedes talking about all like the struggles she had and how it wouldn't be the same way for Marley because they would be like mercedes trying to like break into the music industry as like a self-made black artist versus like marley as a pretty young pretty white skinny woman little white girl is gonna yeah. have a much different experience yeah and how mercedes was like and i lost every solo ever to rachel barry which has not been the marley rose story up until like right the very up until this point essentially like it's very notable we talked about that none of the like marley or anyone didn't have a solo but had the mm-hmm. glee been going in a different direction it would not have been that way so right there's a different sort of story going on between the two of them but whatever whatever um what matters is that tina got solos this time around and they kicked ass yes yes she earned it and deserved it 
Exactly. And th- this was also why it was like, Glee, we know, we're sorry. Exactly. So anyway, we get the winners. This yep. time we have a fourth place. Yeah. Which I feel like we haven't had in the past. We've never had that before. All right. Well, it's Vicious Harmony. Okay. Yep. Um, The third place is the, as J.K. says, the Bronze Beauties, the Amazonians. Yep. Second place is the New Direction, so Throat Explosion yep. wins. Can you imagine? They didn't win. Can you imagine? Although I will say, like, obviously we know there was a lot riding on the line for them, which we'll talk about because it's the next scene but right second place in nationals is still really good like they still it's beat still, oh, 15 yeah. teams you still walk away with yeah. a big ass trophy yeah so the like critic line that i will tell you is why like they could see it making sense as to why third explosion won over new directions is like a lot of how it was shot that here i will quote from this av club article on it our old friends the av club my it's the only thing i read um we get no sense of what new directions grouped looked like on a stage together through any number mr roboto and counting stars was shown largely from a distance so that we see an entire ensemble dancing together to create something bigger more than a feeling america and i still haven't found what i'm looking for are shown close so we see precisely who is singing what part throat explosion was a team Whereas New Direction was individual spotlights. So, for us, like, our emotional response, like, we've been following this team and know what they were doing, and we knew, like, what it was. It was highlighting each person, and uh, a really small kind of emotional send-off, right? Whereas, if you wanted to think about it as, like, watching it objectively as a judge, you would be seeing a bigger, grandiose performance number. Now, I will say, I think that's taken away a little bit by the fact that both numbers were just sung by one dude. You read my mind on that. But I could give them what they like. I could, I, I could, I can read that and reason why they would like think that. Right. It's like, I can disagree, but accept that yeah. theory. Because if you think about like watching that New Directions number, it was mostly just people standing on stage being friends and not. I mean,. Totally, but it's like, I think as a judge, that might have worked on me. That's fair. Like, I don't know. I wasn't a judge, but, like, I, I honestly disagreed with that. And, of course, like, it's for a reason. It makes good drama. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clear. If, of course, it's constructed that way. But, like, I just genuinely thought, like, New Directions had the best set. Yeah. I mean, we're probably biased by catharsis. Right. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, you're right. Maybe if they had also shown a montage of Finn during the final number to everyone they probably well, actually they probably would have won then because everyone would have felt so like you can't Sorry. vote against the the glee the club kid. with the d with the dead kid in it yeah see i i was laughing because i thought you were going to say maybe if they had shown a, a montage of finn throughout skylar aston's songs that's then he how could they not have won how could they not have won uh anyway so we cut uh back to ohio ohio the uh skylar aston found the thief and kicked out uh said thief from the team (laughs) this was where i was like there were 16 teams yeah he's a bully with a moral code yeah which like great we love that there's another point someone made at one point where i didn't think about like how other show choirs are operating because they're like yeah you barely have enough members i was like is everyone else like these show choirs that have so many people that they are picking just like is 12 not only the most what you need is it also the most you can have at a competition that people are 
picking and choosing their top people to send to competition? Are are other are all the other teams having trouble finding them? Or or like are they normally like sixty people in a in, at any given show to choir, and you have to like earn the right to go to competition? I could see that though. Right, it would make that. sense. You send your A team. Yeah. Um, you send your A team. Anyway, they have a second place trophy. Yeah, they feel like they let Carolyn Burt down. They feel like they let Finn down. He would have been bummed out, but Carolyn Burt are like, well. He, he would have been upset. He would have been mad and talked about it for a month. But you know what? He also would have been a leader. Yeah. Never Which, forget. Never forget. Um, and what's important, of course, is that Carolyn Burt did some healing through this. Yes. Honestly, that which is we what's love. important. That is. Um, so it, it's still superior to when they got a 12th place when Finn yep. and Rachel were making out on stage. Agreed. Yeah. That's true. They've really come, they went from 12th to 1st to 2nd, which is, like, not a, a bad showing at all. Right. Like, defeating all the odds in two out of those three years. Like, well, The first job. year, they didn't even place nationals. That's right. So. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Man. Um, we then get Shu going into Sue's office. Yep. Thanks to Becky, of course. Roz, in fact, won nationals yep. for the Cheerios. Or, well, she led the Cheerios to their national victory. And this was actually, like, an unearned but very nice moment. Yes. I 100% agree. Because she considered congratulating them on second place, but her hands are tied as principal. Yeah. Um, because as principal, as the actual principal now, she has to consider what is best for the school. So she lists off the clubs that won first place in their national competition, including the Cheerios and the debate team and Molly yeah. Nguyen. So they get to stay, but the Glee Club, because they did not yeah. win nationals like they were asked to do, yeah, um, they have to go. And I believe um, she even lists some other clubs that are like getting cut, yes, right? It's not like she's right. just, she's like, here's the ones that aren't making the cut. We have a budget. We need computers. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> and that's what they're going to do with the, yeah. with the uh, what's it called? With the, with the, the choir, choir room. I believe what she says is like, she says like the game... <laughs> You didn't lose the game. The game is just over, which was like really good. Yeah, I I do love the moment here, where she says, "You played phenomenally against your the biggest nemesis ever," Um, and she's where is it? I have a good note here. Oh, um, like she does admit, like I do like you, Will. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't because I don't like you, because I do, but it's essentially it's just business. Yeah. It's um, like what it's like what Figgin said when he was principal. His hands are tied. Yes. Her hands are tied. Sometimes you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and then we end the episode with a smash cut to Rachel and Curtin Santana yes. getting the news that it's over. It's over. It's over. That's a rent reference for I you. I was gonna say that's a rent reference, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah. This is the only bit of New York we see is Kurt coming around, being like, "You'll never guess what happened." It makes it clear that Rachel and Santana are still mad at each other. Right. Um. But then Kurt is like, "No, it's the Glee Club. They're going to get destroyed." And you can almost hear like the Scooby Doo like <laughs> music where they're gonna like fast travel back to Ohio to try to save right. the day. Yeah. Um. And that's it. That's the episode, y'all. Yeah. Uh, an Dang. interesting one. A couple yeah. of couple of dutter moments in there, but yeah, let's talk about the tunage here. Let's talk about the tunage. Um, we have songs, and you have to purchase one and own it forever. Uh, we have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
seven songs. Um, yeah, they sort of want to imply that Mr. Roboto Counting Stars is one song, but I'm doubting it was released that way. Oh my god, it is, it is one song. Oh. So, um... If you buy, you cannot buy just Mr. Roboto or count or just Counting Stars. You have to. It is a combo. C -c combo. So it's not a mashup, but it <laughs> is sort of a mashup, I guess, in by Glee standards. So combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Here's your yeah. choice. I love L.A. Not the same as Chris Jenner's I Love My Friends. Um, <laughs> vacation. Mr. Roboto, Counting Stars. More than a feeling. America. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. So really, only six songs. Okay. I'm going with still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah. Like, this is an incredible cover of a great song. Like, I would actively listen to I this. I would be one. happy for this to show up on my shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um, I'm moderately surprised you didn't choose I Love L.A. I don't want to listen to that. I only want to listen to the Chris Jenner version. Fair. It's a. It was a good moment where I learned that that's the song that they were doing, but I don't like the song enough to actually listen to it, whereas, like, legitimately... Uh, Valid. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Is it's just it's too much. It's too good. It's too good. But still, like other correct answers, if they had chosen more than a feeling or yep, the um, combination. In even, even vacation, like is a fun enough song. Oh, totally. Although I would yeah. feel weird buying it out of like anonymous Glee people. Did they even? I don't. I bet they didn't. Even I genuinely know. wonder if they get the royalties from that. Oh, they did release it. It's just called okay. Vacation Glee Cast version. Great. Every time for that episode. Wow. So that's it. That was uh, that was our Nationals. We have finally gotten there after a season and a half. We made it to Nationals. That's true. Yeah. We took a pretty Long scenic route road. getting there. Yeah. yeah. Um, How do you feel? I feel. Okay. I feel. Well, because we were, we're rehashing all like the Finn stuff in that set. And like this was such a good fucking set that I'm like, oh, I'm all like yeah. nostalgic and emotional about Finn again, which is wild because we definitely spent the better part of yeah. three, four seasons being like, Finn, you fucking idiot. I don't remember where I read this one, so I can't attribute it. But I, a quote that always sticks out to me from like this zone is someone being like, the quarterback episode kind of felt like a thinly veiled tribute to Corey, whereas mm. this really feels like a tribute to Finn. Yes. Like, absolutely. This is a tribute to what Finn, the character, was doing, what he was about, and Aww. honoring him in that way. So, we love I that. I kind of love that. Right? Yeah. Um, How do you, you feel? You ask me. Oh, yeah. I mean,. I cried at a Glee episode, and I will reliably cry at this Glee episode every time I watch it, no matter what. So, yeah. you know, there's that. Truly. Um, Absolutely. I don't, like, the next two episodes are a fugue state for me. I cannot remember what happens <laughs> in them, with the exception of a couple guest stars. Uh, Ooh. So, uh, it's going to be a time. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, what, how do you, hey guys, how do you feel? And you know what? Yeah. Here's some places you can tell us how you feel. You can do segue. so. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Paul Blart Mall Cop on a segue. Yes. Um, I got that from Michelle Buteau. I'm going to credit that. Um, so you can tell us about your emotions on this episode and this set and these characters at uh, Glee Aggressive on all the social medias, um, including threads now, threads Ooh. or Twitter and Instagram. Um, 
let us know or you can write in long form at uh gleeaggressive at gmail.com um nilu has also been writing into us yes. to um share more thoughts and feelings so thank you for that we love that we love it thank um, you so much yes join the party um we're emotional yeah and where can people find you karina you can find me on both tiktok and blue sky and that is under the same handle which is epic adventure of uh you can find me at ibroski on twitter and instagram and uh tiktok uh dot um yeah gonna try to record some songs and stuff listen to my songs uh buy our merch yes um like and comment and rate and subscribe yes yeah do all the things and thank you for joining us on today's journey um you can join us next week when we will be discussing season five episode 12 the 100th episode of glee you know what it's wow. called 100. 100 yeah uh it's a biggin wow which means that we've had more than 100 episodes of our show correct sort of little milestone for us as well yeah except our milestone already happened because we've been releasing bonus episodes and strike episodes and so um but it's gonna be our 100th time talking about glee on this podcast so absolutely cool so join us for that uh ian karina I feel like I know the answer, but I'll ask you anyway. So did this episode of Glee make you want to move on and watch that next one? Yes. Yes, right? Let's do it. When, when Glee works, it can work. And this episode proves it's still got a couple legs. Yes. They're, it's got they're at least... frail, but they're there. <laughs> it's It's got a leg to stand on. Glee has one singular leg. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive.